everybody, welcome to another What Are You Playing episode of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Coverton. Who's playing games with me tonight? I am Blake Anglin. Nice to be here. Welcome back. First time, my name is Jack Myers, and I'm happy to be here as well. Welcome. We always like getting new people on the show, and you came on for a different type of sh- episode. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm very excited to kind of see what comes <laughs> up, what things we've all sort of done and whatnot. I haven't done as Down much as the I, rabbit hole. <laughs> I would like to, but so this is the What Are You Playing for... What month are we in? August of 2021. I need to say that. <laughs> what year is it again? <laughs> it doesn't feel like 2021, does it? <laughs> but it also feels like it's forever 2020. So, you know, we're just... Driving. Just a loop of 2020 over It doesn't and over. feel like we're almost done with 2021. And I'm like, what? 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 We're still in the pandemic? We're still... like? It oh, yeah. Like, this can't be right. Yeah, I was. A, I actually listened to last month's episode, and you guys were talking about like, "Oh, it looks like things are getting better," and it's like, "Oh, we're gonna go to movie theater." And I was like, "Man, that sounded nice. I wish I had taken the opportunity to do that." Because now I'm like, "Nope, not going out." <laughs> yeah, Delta work, slap that around. I work in it, like I work in retail, so I've been around people this entire time. Mm. So I'm just very much like, okay. <laughs> so I'm a little different. Like I, I, I respect everyone who's like, you know, I'm hiding, I'm being safe, like. I'm glad that you're like that. I, if I wasn't for, if I didn't have to work in, in it, I think I would be that way. But since I've had no choice but to work in it, I'm so just like, I don't know. I, I can't think of the right word. I'm so like desensitized to it. No, I can get that. And I also do retail. I think there are other things I would do first. I just know like a movie theater is one of the hardest ones, which sucks because I really want the new Ryan Reynolds movie. I can't remember. Free guy. Player. A free guy. Yeah. I was really bummed because like, man, that sounds really cool. And, I'm just a big Ryan Reynolds stan, so I was like super hype, and now I'm just like, I just can't justify it. So I'm like, I'll just wait, and I'll see it when it comes out, but I'm really excited for that one. Actually, speaking of movies, I've seen two movies since I recorded the last last time I done a What Are You Playing? I saw Black Widow, which I know now is a month old, but I saw Black Widow. Okay. (laughs) Man, that movie makes me so sad and so happy at the same time, because I, 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 as anyone listening to the show knows, I have a huge crush on Scarlett Johansson. And to know that she's never going to probably play Black Widow again. Then when I heard she's suing them, I'm like, yeah, we're never seeing her again. I'm, it makes me so sad. Yeah. It's so yeah, strange. Think, no one, okay, no one that I know has a crush on Scarlett Johansson. So. <laughs> nope. Yeah, you're the first. The only one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, I've seen most of her movies. So. Yeah. Hearing that episode again from last month was kind of funny because I think you guys talked about Black Widow a little bit. And then yes. like I had heard it after all the you know, lawsuit stuff would come out and it kind of, it left a different like tone over. It's like, Oh man, they don't, they don't even know what's coming all over the proceedings. (laughs) We recorded that like right after it came out. I hadn't, I had tickets that night to go or the next day to go see it. So now I've seen it. And so I don't want to go in spoiler. We can talk about a little bit, little, well, a little bit of spoiler, just not too much. But again, that was a, that's a really good film. Like I, even beside the fact that I'm just, you know, she's awesome and she's hot. It was just a fun movie. Like, I was entertained. I enjoyed it. It just makes me upset. Like, this should have been at the end of Phase 3, not Spider-Man. Or it should have been somewhere in Phase 3, not Spider-Man Far From Home. That, or Far From Home should have been, I think, in Phase 4. But that's yeah, that's fair. Here nor there, that's just my complaint as a guy who's been watching all those movies one after another. But, hey. I mean, it's also, it sounds like it's a very common opinion, which, I mean, makes a lot of sense considering just, you know, what happens to her character. And then it's like, yeah, oh, this I mean, is fun. All right, goodbye. You know, they get rid of her yeah. endgame and then like this this leads into Infinity War with the after credit scene and it takes place after Civil War before Infinity War. Like, why did this come out, you know, after everything has happened when you're really you're moving on? Like I, every other movie that we're going to get from now on for MCU is going to be moving on after the blip, after the snap. Not something that we're not going to get movies that take place. I feel like I feel like saying Chi is going to take place after everything. It ain't going to go back in time again. 
I don't get that. Yeah, it was pretty I, troubled I, development. Oh, sorry, huh? so, I mean, yeah, sorry. I just, I mean, the movie was delayed so many times, you know, I'm yeah. sure that yeah. kind of played into the timing of it. But it was never supposed to come out until after, when they announced it, at least the first time before COVID, it wasn't supposed to come out until the earliest was 2020. So it was always yeah. space for, I think. Yeah, that's yeah, what I was kind of right. wondering. Well, I think because Disney was being stupid and didn't want to put her in a movie as the starring role, thinking it would sell. Oh, awesome. yeah, that was a thing for a long time. And then they finally, like, just got off their cold feet. And I was like, hey, this was great. Well, could have been better. <laughs> You'd done this a little differently. <laughs> I think Ghost in the Shell in 2017, where she stars in that movie, really pushed her to, like, mm-hmm. to, like okay, she can she can head a movie. I mean, I don't know if you've ever seen that or not, but that's a decent film. I haven't, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen Black Widow either, to be fair. So you should. You it's yeah. it's also just a very even if you're not a big Marvel fan, it's a very good film. Film I felt. I did see Suicide Squad though. It was the first movie I'd seen in theaters in probably three years. So it was nice. It was empty. There was only about a dozen people there. So it was it was a good experience. Did you see that, Jack? By any chance? Uh, Black Widow or or Suicide uh, Squad? No, I actually haven't seen either. I was I was gonna talk about the fact that I actually am. A person who's not a big Marvel fan, not particularly by <laughs> choice, but like the last one I watched is was Ant Man. So I have not seen a single Marvel movie just since Ant Man because I'm just like it's such a like I'm like part of me wants to because it seems kind of fun. Then I'm almost like that's yeah. a that's a lot of time. But you can I skip some. Watch. I yeah I know, but I'm a person who's like I want to watch all of it. Like for example, yeah. Star Wars, uh, the animated one. Bad I want to watch all of it. No, the, the old animated one. Oh, Clone Wars and Rebels? Yeah, Clone Wars I want to watch, but I know the first few seasons are really rough. Just and it's the like, first, I just, the I, first oh, season God. of Clone Wars, tough. You just have to do other things. And you'll be <laughs> like, you know, record, edit a podcast while you're watching it. I mean, that's what some people want to do. But I would, hi- I mean, Clone Wars, yes, it sucks at first. Like the first season is very childish and the second season, it's still a little stupid. But when that show picks up and it gets into its mm-hmm. rhythm, it is some great, great TV watching, and it it God, it makes me so upset that Clone Wars didn't come out, that this show didn't come out in between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, because it really shows Anakin become yes. Vader. You see it happen, where in the movie he just go, Padme's gonna die. I'll kill everyone I love. I I think they really did a service to Anakin with that entire show, because I've seen scenes about Anakin that I'm like, wow, I want to watch this, and then I hear there's even more amazing content about spoiler for a very old show Darth Maul and I'm like dang that sounds really cool to like learn about Darth Maul more it's just this large you know big bad evil guy and that seems really cool his Um, whole story gets wrapped up in Clone Wars and Rebels mm -hmm. they wrap up his entire story and they put that character away and he's but they they give him a very faithful and like he got what he deserved he got his story that he deserved after Phantom Menace good and it's, oh man, is it good? <laughs> Rebels is also really good, but the first season of Rebel also is a little tough. But then mm-hmm. it gets really, but it's not as tough as Clone Wars. Clone Wars first season is the is the rough as a mall. Is anyone watching The Bad Batch? I tried. Okay. <laughs> oh, I like it. The first season will be rough, and then it'll, it'll even out. It's a thing, well, it's not, I guess. It, for Bad Batch, it was more of, I couldn't figure out when the hell they released them weekly. So mm-hmm. like I would look and it'd be on there on a Wednesday. I'd look the next week Wednesday, it wouldn't be there. So I'm like, when the f-? I would just get confused. Fuck <laughs> this! I'm not. <laughs> I can't keep up with it. So <laughs> my solution is I'm gonna wait till the whole season drops and then just just binge it and I'll watch it that way. Yeah, it's it fair. Was irritating me. So, but no, the show's fine. Like, there's nothing wrong with the show. It was just me where I'm since I watched Clone Wars and Rebels after they had finished and they were episode 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 episode. It was hard for me to go and just watch them 
like one, you know, one twenty minute episode. I'm like, okay, I'm ready for more. I'm more, you know. So I just, I'm just waiting now. But no, no yeah, nothing... it's, it's, I mean, we as a society have moved past weekly episodes. Like, what, what was it? One Division, I guess, was the last show. It was like, I, I'm a, it's 2021. Why the fuck do I have to wait a week for my television shows now? This is ridiculous. It's good for the show to keep the show alive in people's memories and people talking about like what Loki and WandaVision and, and Falcon the Winter Soldier did is we kept talking about them for six weeks. Not us as game by mouth on, but people in general. I mean, I went yeah. to work and asked people about it. We would talk each week about it until it ended. So that I think is good for TV. But yes, I agree with you. I like my binging. It just feels like a different age. You know, like Game of Thrones era TV where, you know, like true water, water cooler television, I guess you'd call it. And it's just like, yeah. yeah, you do lose that with just the, the dumps of, of seasons and whatnot. I think a format, though, that kind of, you know, because there's always an, a counter, but I think one that is that right now and is actually one I did watch because I knew you guys are Marvel fans and I wanted to watch it even though I hadn't seen other ones. I did watch the first episode of What If. What I don't do know if anyone else did. I haven't, I but what do you think? It seems to be fairly negative from what I've kind of seen. Which I was surprised about. Again, as a person who's not a big Marvel fan, but it was very nice just by coincidence that the first episode they did was basically entirely encompassed in a movie I had seen, but not the TV the show of the character. I can't remember her name. Pe- uh, Peggy yeah. Carter, yeah. I never Peggy watched yeah, that well. show. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. The animation was very stylized and I think at times it was a little choppy, but it wasn't that bad. If anything, something I've never seen when comment on was the pacing is wild. Like the rate at which dialogue is just delivered is just really fast. And not to, I don't think it's too much of a spoiler, but like oh, it's fine. because they do the entire basically movie except the first part, uh, you know, the entire movie besides um where they be up to the injection. So basically it's like, yeah, you have a whole back half of that movie in 25 minutes. And so it's just yeah. constant. Boop, boop, boop. But I like that's that and some little cringy writing. I thought it was really fun and it was just neat to see. It worked. Uh, yeah. I, I really enjoyed it, too. Like, I watched it not because I'm I probably have said this. Be, I know I've said this before on the show. I'm a huge, huge fan of Captain America, the first Avenger. I think that movie is great. And to see like a different version of that movie of what if could happen if, you know, Steve Rogers didn't become Captain America and mm-hmm. Peggy Carter became Captain America, essentially, or Captain Britain. But ooh, it, it's I thought it was very well done. It's the animation's fine. Like, I see why people don't like it, but it's fine. Yeah, it's the um, voice acting that I've heard. I think the most criticism. <laughs> Does that Would stick you, out to either you guys? Um, not to me. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I was. I also did it weird. I was kind of jumping back and forth between the audio being Japanese and English. Which, man, let me tell you, the Japanese voice acting is really good. I was like watching it. I watched like maybe a third of it, and then I was like, "This is too weird." I went back, but man, I was like really into it for a little bit. But again, that pacing kept coming up even in Japanese. I'm like, well, maybe it's because I'm in Japanese. This pacing feels fast. I switched to English. Something I was like, lost in translation here. No, <laughs> it nope. is very yes. Yeah, <laughs> Steve, I, I was, I'm excited for that dance. Me too, Peggy. Hey, oh, hey, guys, we got to go. And I'm like, what the? Whoa, hey, whoa, whoa. <laughs> well, hey, when you take a two-hour movie and put it in a 20-minute episode. Exactly. Almost, so. Yeah, you got to um, make some concessions, I guess. But yeah, it's... I mean, I also love Scrawny Steve. And I was like, there's never <laughs> an opportunity where I'm going to watch a long segment of Scrawny Steve because... This is it looks a little jank back then. And it's like maybe they could do it better. But it's like, no, yeah, it's just weird to go back. Looks- <laughs> but it worked really well in that. And so I was like, woo, I can see Scrawny Steve. I can just see a big Scrawny Steve lady. always creeps me out just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. Uncanny Valley just, effect. Yeah, I very much see that and I get it. But it was like just fun to see it. And then like big buff lady. Nothing well, I can hate about that, you know? And so uh yeah, I, I liked it. I'm excited to see more. I know in the trailer one of the clips was like has a 
has a zombie thing, and yep, I know that's a... written in the comics, and I'm like, I'm really excited just to see that because that sounds fun. It won't be anything so, like the comics. I, I yeah. do. I do have a question. Does she have, do they like transport some of his like iconic lines onto Peggy? You know, I've heard like some shots are kind of recreated. Does she have like a, I could do this all day moment. You know what I mean? Something like that. I don't think so, but it's very much like what it does in this, in the episode, which also I think was in the movie too, is how a woman can't do anything. And she's like, I, you know, and she's proven that she can do it. And it kind of has some jokes. Like he makes a comment. Well, you could be wearing the Captain America suit and just go and selling more bonds. <laughs> I mean, there's some little stuff like that that I laughed at. Yeah, but... they they also have a joke about like Bucky's arm at some point. Uh, oh, I think like, that. Oh yeah, yeah. I like, was editing. Was, I was watching. It was during the train scene. Like she grabs his arm and she's like, well, "He's like, whoa, you almost could rip my arm off." And I was like, "Oh, oh, oh, oh <laughs> there." But it's yeah, no, I don't, I don't think she has any like iconic lines, but definitely iconic moments like that, the train scene and like seeing her like thing, and then it's like, "Oh, that's kind of neat." Cool. I re- was that Hugo Weaving that did the voice of Red Skull, or was that somebody else? I'm assuming not it wasn't in the him. show. Ross Marquand, who uh, who did a uh, Red Skull in like a uh, in game and okay, Infinity the Walking War. Dead guy. Right. Yeah. At least he was on Walking Dead. Who knows? I don't know if he's still on or not, but he was at the time. I think he is. He played Aaron in the Walking Dead. I stopped. I fell off that show. Yeah. Same. <laughs> that I I like the sh- the show was good, but when you need to talk about depressing, woo, that show just made me like, nope, I'm good. I'm done. Uh, when they started pulling like just audience, tr- it was just, it went from good writing to just like tricking the audience over and over again, and that's uh, that that always kind of takes me out of it, you I know. Fell off the season after God, I can't remember his name. The guy with the bat is introduced, Negan, and that's what Negan, yeah. it broke me when he killed. I think he killed Sasha, and it was around that time. Then Eugene turned against them, and I'm just like, I'm done, and I just stopped watching. Yeah, this is just depressing. Yeah, it, it's. I also never have watched Game of Thrones yet either. I own the majority of it, and I have access to HBO Max, but I've never, that's that's one show I've never, I've only watched the first season, and then I just, everything I've seen, I'm just like, I don't know if I can. I still don't know if I'm ready to dig into that trauma, to be honest with you. Yeah. Game of Thrones. <laughs> Rough ending. I read the five book. I enjoyed the whole series he wrote. Uh, that's good, yeah, because it will be the whole series he <laughs> It wrote. is the whole series. Yeah, there's no book right. six or seven coming. Yeah, so, right. there's, there's no... <laughs> That's it. We need to resign ourselves to that. And another thing we should, I want to wrap up that or, and show that we talked about last, but finished is Loki finished. Did you, did you, did uh, Blake, did you watch Loki? Uh, you know, I followed along with like uh, some weekly reviews. So I have a general idea of what happened, but I didn't watch it. Okay. Uh, you should uh, Jack, even though I know you don't follow Marvel, you should watch Loki. It won't make any sense, but that's okay. It doesn't make any sense to even people who watched it. So I think that is all, like Loki is one <laughs> of the shows uh, there. Actually, there's an exception. Also, I did watch all of Luke Cage. I don't know why Luke Cage. I was like, that seems neat. That's and not it was fun. MCU, oh, you're right. It's not. Well, don't even worry it was supposed to be, like, but it's not. Um, yeah. Oh, the first makes, Daredevil had some sad. callbacks. I do. I like it a lot. But Loki is uh, one of the shows that I would like to watch. Um, and I think maybe that one would be fun to just go in blind and just be like, because, you know, I've seen a little bit of Loki enough to be like, I know who he is. But I think getting all of that and based on some of the stuff I've heard, like including on your guys' last episode, would just be <laughs> wild to be like, oh, where, what is happening? It's good. And, it's it, you don't. All you need to know is Avengers one happened. Loki got captured. Endgame. They rewrote time. He got a stone and he warped out. All you need to know going in, and you can enjoy the movie or the show because it's really its own thing. Yes, it's going to lead big into what's coming in fate in phase, my opinion, phase four, five, and six, or at least four and five. But it's you'll enjoy it either way. Like I think so, it could still be enjoyable. Was it a little weird dealing with a Loki who had basically lost like all the character progression that we knew from the movies? You know, because this is an older Loki, right? Who had not kind the- of had that. 
this is the Loki from Avengers. So before everything happens, in... yeah. So before he kind of became a anti-hero slash good guy, whatever he is by Infinity War. That's what I thought. I thought this he they do a very good job of making him grow in these six episodes, and he grows for a different reason. Yeah, that seems it's, that seems like a tough thing to pull off. That's, Tom Hiddleston is a great actor, and he he pulls it off really well. And the yeah, there's I I'm assuming you know who the other about the other one of the like surprise characters that was in this, and she's amazing too. Right. It's like I I see it. She's a variant of Loki, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's 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 something else. Like I I came into the show going, okay, what the hell? I'm not. I wasn't that interested. And I, of the three that we have gotten so far, this is my favorite. I haven't rewatched it yet because I'm waiting for a certain podcast to catch up so I can then record those episodes. But <laughs> we're not done with. We're still finishing up. We just recorded Endgame last month, so we're getting close to wrapping up the MCU. But I'm not there yet, so I don't want to get in the phase four until I finish phase three. Is this still the games my mom found, or are we on a, a movie my mom found? Okay. Nah, it's everything. I if it didn't cost me more money, I would make multiple podcasts. But <laughs> things my mom found. I was gonna say, I mean, it also seems fun to just watch Owen Wilson in something. I I just looked up on IMDb. I think the last thing I saw Owen Wilson in was Community in 2010, and it's like, wow, I haven't seen him. Oh my anything. god, yeah, he is in he he is in Community. Yeah, and he from what I remember, I liked him in that, and I mean, I love him. As a meme, but I'm sure as an actor, he's been fine in our stuff I've seen him. So it'd be fun to see him, like, would be 11 years later and be like, oh, he's great in this, too. Of course, he, everyone says he does a good job in this. It, it's much more it's a more serious role than some of the movies I've seen him in. But he still does a good job in this. And you'll enjoy more serious that. than Zo- his Zoolander role. I've never seen Zoolander. <laughs> and I plan to um, keep it that way. Did you see Zoolander's fantastic. Uh, the, did you see the behind the scenes clip with him and Tom talking about uh, Macbeth? It was a. Uh, it's really sad and funny because like Tom Hiddleston, they like they were like when when they were on set, but they were kind of getting to know each other a little bit more. He's like, oh yeah, you know, like do you do you know any like Shakespeare? He's like, oh I love, and I uh, replies, oh yeah I love Shakespeare. And he's like, oh what's your favorite one? He's like, oh I love Macbeth. And he's like, oh have you ever played in Macbeth? And he laughed and uh, Owen Wilson <laughs>, laughs. He's like, I've never no like in high school. Larry, I'm in Ducktales. Yeah, he's like he's like I don't think I've ever you know I don't want to be in a movie with Adam Sandler and you know. No, he's like none of my former coworkers would ever even really ask me that question, so it was kind of weird to talk yeah, about he, it. He's no Lawrence Olivier, exactly. As much as I yeah. love him, oh gosh! But like seeing him in this serious role sounds great, and it's like I know he's done other serious roles, but I don't think they've ever really been super prominent, unless you're you know like a big fan of him. So, so is Loki enough. like a, a super serious role for him? Uh, again, I haven't seen no, it. No, but it's <laughs> more serious than like Wedding Crashers or something. Yeah, okay. It's kind of that comic character a little bit, so, well, you know. It's good, though. I, yeah, it's I, definitely WandaVision, I think you could enjoy, too, but I, I, if you're someone that's not into Marvel, I would recommend Loki just to go into something that's just bizarre, but it's much, it's contained enough that you'll understand who this character is, what's happening with this character, and you'll still enjoy it, I think. Yeah, okay. and up to the point I've seen, I feel like WandaVision being about two characters who I know basically nothing about, would be okay. like it wouldn't get that emotional pull as much you as still will. Like, oh, the show will still do it for you just because <laughs> the show I feel like Falcon Winter Soldier is the one that is the least of my of the three that's come off my least favorite so far. Still mm-hmm. good, but just the one that I didn't enjoy as much. That's because I just didn't like where they went with it. But that's... I just didn't connect with it. I tried it. I couldn't really get into it. No, they had some it has some issues. Well, so. Was there anything else you guys watched this last month? Oh yeah. <laughs> um, I just, yeah, so I've been watching The Expanse. Have either of you guys watched that, seen this? That's the great, great show. 
Amazon Prime show, right? Yes. It's like a science fiction show, but it's like actually realistic science fiction. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I would say it it strives for kind of realism, but but it's also got like alien molecules and I mean they they, they definitely don't mind. It's it's kind of like Mass Effect-ish. It's very, very sim- similar tone. In my opinion that's realistic someday. I mean, right. Yeah, I mean, it's not just completely outlandish and they do there's a lot of like in-world physics and and that kind of thing, so it does okay. strive for like a sense of realism. Yeah, it's not like somebody goes out in space and after their starship blew up and they bring her back in and she's still alive somehow. Yeah, yeah it's, it's yeah. not Firefly, you know, like for sure. And they say the quantum complicator is reverse the inflow to bring you back. You're like, oh, okay, yes. Yeah, there, there is some of that, some just <laughs> techno jargon. You just, but it, it is, it's so good so far. I've heard a lot of good things about. It. I heard it was dark though. Man, it's. I, I so I'm halfway through season three. I think there's five seasons out, and I mean it's got some some intense moments, but it's I, not particularly dark. I wouldn't okay. say so far, at least. I'm waiting for it to end. I watch most shows once they end, so then I can watch them all in my own time. You're just a binger. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. But no, I Expanse is definitely on my list of something I want to check out. Yeah, I'm highly just, recommended so far. I'm waiting for it to end. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm more of a gamer. I don't watch a lot of things. Like I'll, I'll just rewatch Thirty yeah. Rock and Community over and over until I die. Yep. Scrubs for me. I've probably watched like, yeah. all Scrubs like nine times, and it's like I haven't in a long time. I think I burnt myself up. But man, I've watched uh, that show. Too I long. just loop. It was like that and Parks and Rec, and I just loop mm-hmm. those shows over and over. And then I can't I'll do that. Turn to dust I one did. Like I did watch all of Big Bang Big Bang Theory in like two in a few months, and then I went back, and for some reason I just. I wanted more, and then me and my wife started re-watching it, and we got about to season five, and I'm like, we need to stop this, and then we moved on to other stuff. But otherwise, I use I try not to go back to a show too quickly. I like to put time in between it. And to be fair, when I rewatch a show like that, I also rewatch it how you watch a show when you're just like editing or doing podcasts. It's more like a background <laughs> thing. I'm not like try. I've, I've seen Scrubs enough. I don't need to like watch it and be like, JD, give me that joke I'm waiting for. I need to <laughs> watch your face as you deliver it to laugh and enjoy it. I'm just like ah, as I'm off cooking or whatever. Yeah, right. okay. TV is often background noise for me anyway. I, mm-hmm. If I'm if I'm doing something, it's usually going to be gaming or, or writing or yeah. something. Me is gaming. Yeah. That's not I don't game well. as much as I should. As much as a guy who records a podcast, I really don't game a lot. It's only stuff I do <laughs> for the show. Well, I mean, that's, that's you know, you only got so much time, man. Yeah. I know how that goes. Have, is there any games you've been playing besides ones for podcasts? Nope. By chance? <laughs> nope. No, right. I had to ask, you know, play, just try. I, like the point it's of the show, yeah. No, I I don't. It was because um my co-host Mike he would play a lot of different stuff, so that's where this came from. But no, I don't. I only play stuff for the show. I I I try to every so often. I tell myself I'm gonna play something that's not for the show, but then I tell myself then I I can't. Like even if I do, I'm still gonna find a way to record about it. So what is so how do you choose your games exactly? What what yeah. goes into that? I'm curious well, about that. Previously, <laughs> it's changing right now because of what, what happened late recently, but. Previously, what we would do is we would both, with my co-host before, we would put together 20, 20 episodes in a season, and then we each would pick X amount of picks. Like, when it was two of us, it'd be 10, 10. When it was three of us, I think it was, we each would do, like, six, six, and then we would do the other stuff. We would just kind of fill in with different random things that we were, that we were all interested in doing. So it would change. Now that things are a little different, it's, I'm doing a little, I'm not, I'm just kind of putting together right now. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> but What game is on, like, if you could just play any game and have all the you know infinite time to do it and wasn't for podcasting that's out right now, it could be old, new, what would you play right now? I'm just curious. Oh, that's a good question. One game that I've been meaning to play that I have on my freaking Steam you know, sit, install on my computer is Time Spinner. Mm-hmm. It's a Metrovania game. I think I've heard of that one. Time. It's cool. 
I just I got stuck and I have to look up what to do and I just don't I just haven't done it. <laughs> I, I love Metroidvanias. I I just Same. finished one up that I want to talk about on this episode. I was excited about. Sure. What were you playing? Oh, uh, it's called Ender Lilies. What is this? Any, is it, oh God! So I, I heard were, of this one as well oh, recently. Oh, so good. Have either of you guys played Hollow Knight? You know what? Uh, I've played a little bit. I've dabbled in it. Was, to me, Hollow Knight is is up there with like. I feel like we need a better term than, than Metroidvania. Can we can we create one of those before we move on so I don't have to use that fucking stupid term? I've heard this a lot. Let's just solve it right here, the three of us. Let's do let's it. Break it down. This out. <laughs> I think like, it's I a know. good term. It's stupid. It's awful. It's <laughs> okay, Explor- we have exploration. Exploration. Action. <laughs> I'm out here. It doesn't tell you what what it is you know like action platformer in all seriousness uh, though how many people don't know at this point like that term as much as we may like or dislike it has become so i think in like gaming discussion i got it's kind of like saying it's a souls like you know it's kind of like that it's like unless you know even if you didn't have that i don't know how else you'd really describe it in a concise fun i think mike's got one for us we live in this world where we like we're in it because of again facebook and everything else where it's like certain things to me are normal like metrovania i was talking to someone like, oh, i'm gonna go see suicide squad and I'm like that's a movie and then i realized there are people out there who are not like me and us who just don't even realize like what's going you know aren't aware of movies or aren't aware of pop so, yeah, culture so I could, yeah. i'm pretty i'm pretty in that for movies and, and i didn't shows. and i didn't think about that when i said suicide squad i'm like hmm <laughs> i should maybe explain this really quick a little context here. But yeah, no, that, so I completely can believe that there are people out there who have just are unaware of certain things of that nature. Because the person's not even aware of like Marvel. Like we were talking about Marvel and they're like, what? <laughs> What's this? And I'm like, how? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, how do you not know who Captain America is? <laughs> like, wow. But again, I live in this world and breathe in this world. So sorry, you were talking about Ender Lilies, which I'm watching right now. Um, so I'm just going to call them, uh, we're, we're going to call them RPPs, role playing platformers. And that's what I'm saying. Oh, that's. Here. That's, oh, all right, never mind. Okay, keep going. I'll shut up. So, Hollow Knight is to me like one of one of the just, one of the best games ever made, and one of the top tier RPPs up oh. there with like Super Metroid, Symphony of the Night. Um, That's some high praise, everybody. It is. Uh, it is. It's one of my favorite genres too. Ender Lilies was right up there. So the artwork and music are phenomenal. Even better than Hollow Knight, I would say, which is already top tier. And just oh. I, I've got I've got the soundtrack on my Spotify, which I rarely do. And just it was blew me away. It was so good, um, and it had some like quality. So, for those of you who don't know, um, I guess we like would me. describe this genre as uh, typically two D games that uh, 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 are going to involve action and platforming. Typically, a lot of backtracking as you gain know. items that give you both combat and uh, exploration tools. You kind of go back and explore uh, some kind of open world. Uh, Hollow Knight included some Souls-like elements, wherein like an experience system or money system, where if you die, you have to backtrack to your corpse to retrieve that. Ender Lilies was similar in terms of like the combat is pretty tough, so you know even basic enemies can kill you with just a few hits. But uh, it's about this this uh, I won't get too deep into the plot, but basically you, you play as this, uh, a girl in this like just blighted landscape where this rain has come down and turned everything into like zombies and monstrosities. Play this like shining white priestess who purifies these people and by doing so they become kind of your weapons. So you purify at night. She doesn't fight, you just like call summon these various creatures as your abilities. And some of them give you a double jump and a wall climbing and 
and whatnot. And as you do that, you kind of just go through and, and clear this giant world. But it was just so, so good. Uh, I ended up pouring about 40 hours into it over the course oh. of a few few weeks. And just I, I hadn't fallen into a game like that in, in a long time. It, it looks was cool to, really so cool. Good. We're not so watching good. right now. It's on my Steam wish list now. Yeah, I realized. I looked it up. The, the Where I had heard this, funnily enough, was on a YouTuber. His name's Iron Pineapple. He's pretty great. Um, but he has a series where he just loves Souls games. And it's, I played, once again, nine Souls-like games you've never heard of. And he did include Ender Lilies in this. And he just gave it so much praise. He said, it like, he's like, I can't believe more people haven't talked about this because it's so good. And it's good because it's more accessible than a lot of both uh, RPPs and uh, Souls-likes. <laughs> yeah, we're making this the thing. Because... Like you don't, so there's no death basically just sends you right back to the last checkpoint. You keep everything, experience, items, whatever you would have, whatever you would have gained and fast travel from basically anywhere you can. There's a leveling system wherein, um, as you level up, you get stronger. Uh, so you can, the, the game hollow Knight and some of those games are kind of, they're really hard. And this was hard, but gave you that accessibility tools built in to basically overcome it with enough you know, with enough persistence and included like great quality of life stuff, like letting you know when each room was cleared and like possible paths, which Hollow Knight is, or a lot of these games are known for being pretty uh, secret heavy. But, and this was so, but it also gave you the tools to know by the time I finished it, I knew I had cleared everything and was ready to finish the game at a hundred percent. So that was really appreciated. Yeah. Sorry, go go ahead. I've been talking a lot, I, but I, I like when games do this. Like it makes me happy. Yes, for sure. Yeah. I was gonna say I think that's I don't mean to keep bringing up Souls, but I do love a lot of Dark Souls games. And one of my like flaws personally with it is that there are those secrets, and those secrets are usually really cool, but they're really for me at least like you know they're basically you just go hit walls, and it's like oh I hit this wall yeah, that looks really, yeah. identical to the other walls, and it's there, and they're counter like fixed that was like oh well we can have an in-game player message system which creates for funny experiences of fake ones and real ones but then like as time went on it's like oh some of those or if you don't have online which you know now is less common i think for especially for more modern games yeah but like you just don't have that so you're like well you just never find them unless you're like really hitting every wall that you think might have a secret so yeah. it's nice that a game would have a sort of a fix for that because i do since, love it's a great dark world that is probably one of my best and worst experiences in gaming ever was playing the first Dark Souls on PS3 years after it came out. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would have been, let's say, four years ago, probably, that I did this. Oh, yeah. Or maybe five. Something like that. So I, I played it, and I, I the way I played it is I would watch a YouTube video that told me what to do, watched what they did, so I knew what I was getting into of an area. Then I would also listen to a podcast called uh, Watch Off for Fireball. They did a whole thing, Bonfire Side Chat, talking about Dark Souls. They give me the lore about an area and what they did, and then I would go and do the area also at the same time that I'm doing this other stuff. And I had some of the just amazing experiences with a game, and I also had, like, I, I always had one story. I went, I went to meet my wife for lunch at work, and I came in and I'm all sad. She's like, what's wrong? I'm like, nothing, nothing wrong. What's wrong? And I'm like, I can't get through Sen's Fortress. <laughs> She's like, really? And I'm like, You're like, this stupid maps. And they're just like, right, you're saying a lot of words right now that don't have any meaning okay. to me. But okay. It's fine. Just know that, like, I mean, and she just, I remember she looked at me. She's like, why are you playing this? I'm like, because it's amazing. I don't know. I was curious. You said you played it four years ago. Did you play the original or the remastered? It was the original. Oh, the remaster wow. hadn't come out yet when I was playing. Ah, uh, okay, okay, yeah, because it, it came out in October 2018. So I was like, it's real cool. No, before that, so yeah, I that that would have been wild to be like, I, you didn't know the remaster was the original, and so it's like, can't you, you do the remaster? Like, no, no, I could have. It was 
It was something else, though. It was an experience that really, like... And also, I did what I do in every RPG. When I got to a certain point in Dark Souls 1, there's a painting you can go into where you can level and level and level. Mm-hmm. And if you do that, the game doesn't goes from being a hard RPG to your I was overpowered as all hell because I sat there for like a week just leveling every day and just put a podcast on and just leveled for hours. I talk on the Time phone. I play every level. Souls game. <laughs> well, Dark Souls 2, the enemies only respawn 12 times. Yeah, that's so what in I was my game, was that there weren't any enemies one. anymore. They all disappeared somehow. Can you use the, is that the one with the bonfire aesthetic? Is that two or three? There's one where you can basically reset an area and make it a little bit harder. That's, I think, three. Because if okay. I remember correctly, in two doesn't have that. But in two, maybe two, does, I can't. It's been a long time that I played two. It's but I know while, in two, yeah. the two is also like the bastard child of the series, even though it's a good game. But in two, they the enemies only respawn 12 times. So if you are having issue with a boss or if you want to be cheap, like some people were, you can just fight everything 12 times, kill it, reset, kill it, reset, keep all your experience and just move on. And the game's nice and clean. My my a lot of my areas were empty. There were no enemies, nothing it was just empty. I just run around. It was great. Dark Souls 2, that was the first time that I actually experienced that mechanic. And I was I was late in Dark Souls 2. I can't remember the area, but it was so it was so confusing because I just I kept dying and I kept doing the loop and the loop. And suddenly there was like one or two very basic enemies for that area that weren't there. And I was like, yeah, what's happening? And then I learned way later and I was like, oh, Same. I found God, out. I learned that in the first area because yeah, I'm a farmer. I will just fought. Mm. Like, if, you, if your game's not going to be easy, I'm going to make it easy by making <laughs> it hard on myself by oh, farming I, for hours and hours at the beginning. I love podcasts for that reason, because you yeah. can just put a podcast on and play games and just farm things. So, Jack, have you been playing anything else that we should talk lately this month? Yes, I have quite a list. Nice. And I think if I, I'm going to say this right now, it's just the only thing if I ever get to tell, yell anything into a crowd of people. <laughs> Xbox, Game for Pass, whatever it's called, it's great. Yeah. It's very much worth the money, especially if you play on PC. It can be a little buggy, but they finally, I think, iron out a lot of the stuff with the computer app, which is great. And I tried the streaming this month on computer, and it was amazing. Like, I've never had a streaming experience be so flawless. And It works well on mobile, too. I've been playing Games Pass on my phone. Even better. I played a Halo 5 multiplayer match on my phone. It was just ridiculous that this technology exists. I know. Just the Games Pass app. There was one. I did play a little Dead by Daylight on it. Like, I played one or two rounds. And that was, oddly enough, the worst one. Like, but it was not comparable to other things. I don't know why that one in particular may just be Because it was Dead by Daylight. Well, yes. Besides (laughs) that fact, as a person who's been in that community, I understand, respect, and agree with that joke. Sadly. But, (laughs) yeah, everything else. I don't want to make it sound like I'm not. It just, I played it. And I remember getting massacred by the psychopath because I just wasn't good at it. And my friends getting irritated. So. <laughs> no, be like uh, that. Yeah. no, if you go in with friends, your friends better be like, all right, you're probably going to die. And I'm OK with that. That makes that way better. Yeah, they but weren't yeah, OK that's, with it. Yeah, that's <laughs> lame. Lame friend. Hot, hot take. But yeah, I have been dabbling. I dabble with it a lot because I was just curious and I was so excited. I downloaded like old version which you had to like go to a microsoft page and like download a <laughs> client because i was so excited it didn't work very well back then but like this it was just amazing and it's still in beta and it only is in like half the countries that game pass is currently available in, and it's just surprisingly good so i mean i'll throw that out blinks the time cat is the complete opposite of that and i was really sad because i was really hoping i'd go back and experience that game and be like oh this will be fun it was not fun blinks the time i've never even heard of this it was Xbox, the original Xbox's answer to Sonic and Mario. Initially, it was What's this cute cat, oh, a wow. Blinks Blinks? time cat. Uh, it was basically a cat with a vacuum cleaner. Who oh, you're, goes this around. Blink. 
Blinks, yeah. Blinks the Time Sweeper. The Time Oh, the Time Sweeper. Excuse me. I don't know where I'm getting Time Cat from. But yeah, goes around, sucks up things. And What's, is he a cat? Yes. Yes. Okay. So he's uh, technically a Time Cat. He's a space cat, though, which I... It, the plot seems more fun. Like, the, the opening cutscene was wild. And I was like, well, I didn't even know. And then I got to the gameplay, and it was instantly like, oh, this is... This is old. And, like, <laughs> like the camera's all inverted. You can't control it at all. And it's like, oh, it was it was an experience. So that was... I was bummed out about. Um, there are so many good games on Xbox that I really want to replay. Oh, yeah. There is, there is no... X, there's not an Xbox emulator. Yes, I know. I, I have an I have Xbox an X- behind me. Do I have the cords? No. Do I have controllers? No, but I have the Xbox itself. But be, <laughs> because I, I like streaming. You, you don't I like have the Dukes anyway. hanging around anywhere? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All Dukes nowadays, except except like the new USB ones, they're all very sad. I've bought mm-hmm. several, and every time I'm like, wow, you barely work, friend. It's okay. You, you don't <laughs> yeah, have to. Why put yourself through that? No, I, I own so many. Like, I have a bunch of Xbox games behind me also, but Man, there are some games that I like. Breakdown is one example of an Xbox game that I have wanted to put on the show forever, but I can't play it legit because the game is hard and I suck. And I don't think the game is out there in any. I don't think it ever got re-released. You call it Breakdown? Breakdown for X for original Xbox, and I'm pretty sure it never got re-released at all. I mean, maybe it was on the. Okay, no, it was on the Xbox Game Store in the marketplace. You can buy it now, but I need. Okay, so yeah, you can buy it on 360. I don't. I don't know if it's on Xbox One, but it's on 360. But it's a really cool first-person action game that I really want to put on the show, but in order for me to put on the show, I need to be able to emulate it so I can actually beat it, because when I played this game back in the day, I could not do it. Do you guys remember Brute Force, an original Xbox game? <laughs> yes. Yes? Like, the Halo Killer, remember? Was, is oh, that what it was? <laughs> oh, that's... Oh, no. I, I have big memories. I'm looking at this box art, and it's like bringing back something. I, I unironically loved that game. I own it. It's behind me on that shelf. Awesome. That's amazing. Never played it. But no, Breakdown is a super interesting game that makes like the day when I finally can find an Xbox emulator and find stuff like that. I that's the that's the day that the game goes on the show if I can find suckers. So uh, I will be there day one. That's I have an emulator up to everything and every game up until PS2. And then nothing else. Like there's other ones that work better, like 3DS, but that's not as interesting to me. But yeah, Xbox is the one that it's like I would I would happily trade half of that for just an Xbox emulator. I'm surprised. And they're there getting there. They're getting there, but it's just not there yet. And like that makes fed playing a lot of Fusion Frenzy because that's on <laughs> the streaming. That's on the streaming, and so it was that was fun to just boot up Fusion Frenzy on my desktop and play mm. it, and it was all clean. And I was like, oh, this is this is nice. I want more. It's a shame of this. they don't have Fusion Frenzy 2, though. That that's the one I have the memories of. Ooh. I own that too on 360. Never played it. it, but I own it. I have to disagree with you with that. You can post it maybe on your like uh, handle for this uh, for games of mom found, but I did share an image from Brute Force. That gives me nightmares. Oh. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but he scares me. Oh, and uh, speaking oh, of stuff goodness. from a long time ago, I've been watching Psych. I mean, I got through oh, two more seasons of Psych. From I've never seen it. That's how I was. I I'm, I finished season three and four, I think, since re- the last time I recorded, where people made a joke that I was in early two thousands uh, in a time <laughs> castle. But oh, it's a show about two guys that are detectives or psychic detective, but he's not really a psychic. He just lies. And at first, I watched the first episode. I'm like, okay, this is stupid. And then all of a sudden, when they introduced the second main character, I couldn't stop laughing he's because great. they just they yeah, Gus just plays so well mm-hmm. off Sean. Mm-hmm. And I've been watching the show, and there's, there's, so the end of season three and four, because this show is mostly a comedy show, the stakes aren't that high, but all of a sudden things yep. and 
they have like I, I think season six is or season five is also like that. God, does it get dark real fast? Like you have three or maybe it's four, five, six. I can't remember, but there are some really super dark little episodes where I'm just like, what the fuck am I watching? Good, but just it all of a sudden got really dark. Yeah, they have a few arcs of that, and they're pretty solid, which is, I think, a really a, a strong testament to that show, where it's like, hey, 90% of the time, we're comedy. Scrub's another good example, but then it's like, sometimes, though, we're going to get real, real, and it's going to make rip you your feel. heart out. Yeah, I was I highly recommend Psych. I was trying to remember the last show I binged, and I think it was actually Psych, because it was like back in freshman year of college, like yes. a show I really binged, and I really did enjoy it. Like, I was surprised how much, how, like, easily consumable it was. And it's on Amazon like, Prime. TV. Yeah. I so also easy for anyone to watch is interested. You can just go on Amazon Prime. You have it, which I think most people probably do just for shipping. But go watch it. Like it's it's also yeah. not really long season. Only about like I think 15, 16 episode seasons because it wasn't a regular show whenever wherever it ran. Which wasn't I, there a reboot of this recently? There's a movie. Yeah, it was a, a new movie, it was okay. a movie. Which I think just that show is also very much in the first even in the first season is very like. This is what you're going to get. So it's very easy, at least after a few episodes, to be like, oh, I'm down for this. Or like, oh, no, this is this is not my thing. Because I know for some oh, yeah. people it's not. It's very uh, right away. And like Maggie O'Hara, the, like the one of the mm-hmm. detectives that they work with, like she's great. Or Maggie Lawson, sorry, I combined two names. But she's great, too. Like everyone in this show is just, they work so well and they're just, just funny as hell. Nice. I, I was really surprised how much I enjoyed it. So before we move on, speaking of emulators, I, I have one on my phone and I've, I, I'm, Super Nintendo is my favorite console of all time. Uh, I've mm-hmm. always been pretty open about that. Love RPGs in particular. But one I never got around to play. I've started it a dozen times probably is Chrono Trigger. What? And I've been, right, oh. I know. I've been playing it on my phone and I'm at the very at the very end right now. I'm just about to finish it and I was hoping I could finish it up before this podcast, but I'm not quite there, but I still do want to talk about it for sure. I was hoping at least one of you have played it before. I, I have it, so I'll, I'll I'll throw the the ball over here because I'm sure sounds like Mike, you have some strong feelings. Go, I'll, I'll wait. <laughs> oh no, I haven't played. It. That's why I was oh, saying. Played so it? Oh, I it's my favorite game of all time. It was episode nice. 100. Amazing, amazing RPG. So good. Are you playing? Uh, so you're playing the Super Nintendo version or the DS version? The Super Nintendo version. You should play DS. Oh yeah. No, <laughs> I know you're at the end. Now go play DS one. I, yeah, yeah. Well, I just beat like Labos's outer shell. So yeah, I'm you're, like you're at the end. Very, very end. I just made my way through the Black Omen. But God, like, I, I don't know how this one slipped through my, my you know, but if you, hands when you, as a kid. When you go back to it someday, you should play DS because one, it plays great on the phone. And two, DS adds two dungeons that aren't necessary. But it also adds the true ending to the games in the DS version. So I do have a DS emulator. I downloaded Phoenix Wright because I've never played it. I'm trying to mm, play game. some of these old games that I always wanted to play and never did. I finished Brain Lord, a game that uh, me and Michael Hughes actually bonded over on Overblood back in the day. He's trying to make me. He's 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 threatened to put that on the show a few times. It's so someday. oh, it's rough. It's, it's it was rough to go back to. It's just one I wanted to check off my childhood list, but it did not hold up. Unlike it, Chrono Trigger, which is could have been made yesterday. You know, it's still so good. So good. No, Rain Lord. I've I've never played it. I've looked at it. I've seen it. I've probably played it a little bit on emulation, but I've never stuck with it. But it's. It's got some good some good elements. It really does, but there's just like it's it just embodies that '90s like all right, we're just gonna totally fuck you like game design. Like there's like rooms with mm. random rocks that the uh, like it can be unplayable. You just have to kind of go in and out a door a few dozen times and hope <laughs> the layout. Oh, it's any any possible like 
bad trope of of '90s video games you could think Brian Lord manages just to stick it in there, even though it does have some generally some cool stuff too. It's a oh, it was it was really something. Okay, maybe someday I'll play it, but we'll see. Yeah, I have no interest, but I'm glad you're playing Chrono Trigger. Like it, it's a game that you can play over and over again over the years because it's. I mean, I play it every few years. I go and start it back up. Just next time yeah. you do it, do the DS version. I mean, you you aren't missing much. You're missing a, a lackluster dungeon, and you're missing. Because in the DS version, you have to beat the game twice in order to fight the real, real final boss that they added, which is hard as hell. But there's 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 a cheap way to do it. And you get a couple dungeons that are kind of cool, but they're very, very, very fetch questy. They're not cool like the side quest that you do. Did you do all the side quests, too, in the end of Crown Trigger? Uh, yeah, I've, okay, as good. far as I know, I've basically done every. I didn't do the Black Omen thrice, so I played through it one time. You only need to do it once. Once is enough. That right, stupid yeah. Place. But other than that, yeah, as far as I know, I've basically fully completed because there's cyrus you did did you do the green dream where you go and bring the forest back yes there's cyrus's ghost there's the rainbow shell stuff where you go in the past and then you go in the present yeah i did robo's dome brought chrono back uh cleared out ozzy's port okay Uh, you did everything then i've done everything yeah god that game is so good it's amazing i can't believe you never played it i know and that's like i mean if you look at my top 10 like favorite games, like a, a half of them are going to come from yeah, uh, Final Fantasy VI, um, uh, Illusion of Gaia, Lufia 2. Like, this, these, wow, yeah, that's, these, these, that sounds very much like that's a good game for you to play. <laughs> yeah, right? Lufia yeah. Gaia has also been on the show, by the way, too. So like, Another great game, yeah. Just, like, those were my childhood. That's like Super Nintendo RPGs. Is, Did you ever like, what, play as a gamer. Soul Blazer? Yes, absolutely. And um, that's uh, Chrysalis, I believe, right, would be the... There was three games in that series. Terra Nigma. Terra Nigma is another one on my list that I've never played. Same. I can um, change that, though. Is Chrysalis <laughs> the first game in that series, or am I mistaken? No, like, it's it, uh, Soul Blazer, Illusion of Gaia, Terra Nigma. Oh, okay, so that's correct. Quintet right. Yeah. And a right. trilogy that aren't really a right. trilogy, but yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and to, so do I need to play Terra Nigma? I've, I've been wavering on it, but... I, I all... I'm going to put it on the show at some point to make myself play it, so I know who I'll be contacting when that day comes. So <laughs> Nice. Jack, have you played it by chance no none at like so this is very much these. a blind spot in my entire it never, thing it never so came it's, it's one of those games that never came to america that the only way to play is to emulate it if you're in america or yeah, import it from europe uh, and of course secret of mana my all-time favorite game another super nintendo rpg okay what well what fuck was that sound? <laughs> I'm, i've beaten it and it's fuck. fun but it's not my favorite uh, well, I'll see myself out, sir. <laughs> but I haven't played it in a while, and the last time I played it, I was in a bad space mentally, so I it was almost I mean, on the it's, show. It's more nostalgic. It's a, it's a fine game. It did things, especially back in the day, that other games had not done. But it, uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily hold up as like an all time master. Like it doesn't hold up objectively as well as Chrono Trigger does necessarily. No, but nothing. But does. nostalgia purposes, you know. FF6 right, yeah, Final Fantasy Six, another game that absolutely holds up. I'm going to replay that probably soon, I figure. It's and about that time. Another thing that I went and rewatched recently, just because I, I didn't mean to, I just ended up and couldn't stop, is I rewatched Star Trek Enterprise. I finished season three and four this past month. Man, I watched that show once before, and I remember thinking, oh, this show is stupid. God, that show is good. Like, even if you're not a Star Trek fan, like, I think it's just great, a great show. I've and, never, yeah, I never really watched any Star Trek. A little bit of um, the one with Picard. That's good, yeah. but the first season is tough for watching it in this day and age because it's from 80, 86 or 87. So it's it's not easy to go back to, but Enterprise came out in the early 2000s, and I think it's it's very doable now. 
And it okay. so like they have a whole season, like season three is all about one thing that's happening. And they just cover this entire conflict over the course of a season. Like it's really well done. Is anyone watching the new, what is it? Discovery? Is that the current Star Trek yeah. show? Uh-huh. Yeah, that one's, yeah, that one's not as good. But I mean, also, I think what if I remember correctly when Enterprise came out, it wasn't very well received. It wasn't. And so now it's, it seems funny because I feel like one of my friends who also likes Star Trek, because I, I like a lot of the series says that and it's like yeah it seems like when it comes out people don't like it but then in time goes by and people come back like oh it's not as bad as we thought it was and some people say it's so good and the issue with it is it was a prequel and people wanted to continue the story like voyager did in deep space nine they wanted more future stuff Mm -hmm. and it's also a time travel story at times too because they deal with people that are coming from the way future jumping back and forth altering things in the past and that also upset so that's part of the issue i think people had a problem with it but it it, it's a very good show, and the captain is has to make some like <laughs> decisions that are not something that Picard would do because he wouldn't have to. Like, it, there's some very interesting stuff they do in this show, which is funny because okay. makes that that exact line makes you think of Voyager. And I don't no. think, at least, I don't know if people Ooh. like Voyager that much. I like Voyager, but I, I thought it was just a dumb fun I, time. But I don't yeah. like Voyager, but I only yeah, watched it once. I have only watched it once, but I I liked it because it did some weird things, and I was like, I'm ready for a because I like I was a big fan of the one with Picard. Uh, thank you gosh i'm very spacey day but yeah i love that one and then so when i went and watched voyager i was like oh we're just going weird with it which is fun d space nine i think arguably is much better i think they do a lot more things and they do it a lot more eloquently and i completely see that but voyager is like just has a soft spot in my heart like this is just dumb fun we're just out on the other side of the universe it don't matter (laughs) and (laughs) any other games you've been playing jack that you want to mention I have a pretty solid list here, so like I, I think I'll let you guys pick, because I think it'd be interesting, you know, I want to hear what you guys want to hear about. The other ones I've this last month, I went back and I've been playing Halo 4, because I played a lot of the Infinite Beta. Never uh, played Splitgate, funnily enough, which is also just another very Halo-like game. I also played a lot of the Back for Blood Beta, More Dead by Daylight, Fire Emblem Three House, and then a game called Boyfriend Dungeon, which I kind of just started playing. Any of those, I will I've heard about that. Yeah, I've heard all about all these, but have never. I played Halo Four, but I think that's the only one in that list I've played. So, Boyfriend Dungeon is weirdly easy. That's I think it's great and everything else it does, but like I don't know, I noticed the combat is very just like you can just stun lock any enemy or even groups of enemies, which is weird. But that fine. makes yeah. I would like I'll, to hear your thoughts on Back for Blood because I I was a huge Left for Dead fan, but I've not played the Back for Blood beta. I uh, I think I'm pretty lukewarm. I feel like I either hear people say they love it. Or it's fine. It's definitely a sequel, or you know, a sequel esque to Left 4 Dead, which is enough. And I'm kind of more in that camp. Um, I don't know. I think being in beta, there is definitely some stuff they could improve. Like I think some of the systems, which are really cool, like they have a basically a deck card system that, as after you beat like what essentially in Left 4 Dead would be a, a, a you know a chapter like a section, you then get to pull from that, that deck out of several cards and you get to pick which one you want. It'll give you and even your team a small buff. Like, that's a really cool system. I don't know how well it's executed, I would say. Like, some of it feels a little confusing, if not also just, like, not very significant. But, like, you get more cards by looping campaigns so to get more cards to do the campaigns better. So it has a better loop cycle, and theoretically, than Left 4 Dead, which I really like. The gunplay is really fun. There's small complaints I have. Like, I feel like the aim down sight time is really slow, but again... That's probably because I'm coming from Left 4 Dead. It's very quick. It isn't made by Valve, right? No, it's made by Turtle Rock, which I think yes. is the studio that did Left 4 Dead 2 and oh. a little bit of Left 4 Dead 1. Okay. So they, it's kind of a spiritual successor, um, just without okay. the Valve pr- you know, approval stamp. But yeah, like they have a low, I think they have like 25 guns, 26 or something. And it's like, made 20. 
but it's a lot of guns compared again compared to Left 4 Dead. But they're all pretty fun to shoot. Like there was the in the versus mode, which is also in the beta, you get a random gun and you get a small selection of guns across the map. And like any gun I picked up, basically, I was never mad about. I feel like in Left 4 Dead, I would typically stick to like a shotgun or something because it was kind of like. But like this one, it felt fun to pick up anything like an LMG, you know, a Deagle, just like, oh, it's fun. Oh, cool. And then like, yeah, some of just the progression is kind of weird. And I think but I like I think some of the core stuff is really solid and I'm excited to see what they change by the time it comes out. And I think it's definitely at least if you're a Left 4 Dead fan, it's worth checking out. There's no reason not to try it. I think it's still an open bait, at least for another day or two, maybe if it hasn't already stopped. But like by the time you hear this, it's done. Oh, well, oh, yeah, you're right. Well, you know. Maybe, maybe when it comes out, you know. Give it, a <laughs> it looks interesting. I'm watching a, the release date trailer right now for it. I I don't play multiplayer games at all. I can't. I just can't do it because of my yeah, style play of many. playing. I like to play a game, beat a game, shelve a game, move on. I, and you can't do it with online games, you know, because they're different. And I just I don't like playing with other people either. I just it's hard for me to to do it because I have to like set it up and we have to plan it. And people don't always like that. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it has to be like, okay, we're going to play this day at this time for like this long. Like I, or at least we're going to play at this time. Like I need, to, I can't just be, oh, you're on. Okay, let's go play. Like my life is not like that. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I think that was kind of, it could be a downside of this. The campaigns actually feel really long, which is a positive, but with Left 4 Dead, I feel like you could beat all of the like stories and be content. And then like, if you're a really big fan, you want to replay your play versus, but like it was pretty like concise and each story was its own thing. So it was really fun. I feel like if you wanted to do any element of that, especially in this game, I don't think it's going to be, like, worth it, unfortunately, for, like, as a story aspect or, like, I don't even know how well the single player would be, but I think it's fun. I think it's kind of, like, a dumb fun. I mean, the other game worth shouting out is uh, DayZ. No, not DayZ. What's the movie that got a the zombie World, movie? Uh, World War Z. World War Z. That so one. What kind also. of game is that? It's basically Left 4 Dead except third person. You have okay, like hordes it... of zombies that come at you and you and a f- team of four people run through a map and basically you're trying to escape various things. Does it, it have a campaign or is it just online? No, it's, I mean, it is online, but it's the same thing. It has like its own little story with the four people, but it's mostly online in that sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Can you play single player? player? Yes. I mean, you can play, I think, Back for Blood single player too. You just have AI that run around with you. Okay. Because I've... I used to be big into zombie games and zombie stuff. That's went away, but I've always... World War Z... I remember that game when it came out and I was curious about it and I forgot it existed, but I can't remember. I think it might be on Game Pass. Regardless, I've played it a good amount and I'd say it's pretty fun. Like, I think it's kind of a a different, a very different experience from uh, Back for Blood, but I think it's definitely interesting and kind of more fun to see. Like, they have, like, uh, class-based stuff where it's like you can set up, like, a turret. It's, like, limited weapons. It's pretty different, but it's pretty fun because also, like, that one focuses more on, like, hordes. So, like, this one is much more like, you know... There's definitely swarms like of like 50 or 60 or maybe 100. But like that one, you will kill like 200 zombies in a, like a wave and okay. you'll like post up. So it's if you want a lot more of like just slaughtering every, you know, a whole bunch of zombies, that one's definitely, for, I would say, is fun. Okay, maybe I'll nice. try someday. Oh, I do want to hear about you said you were playing Boyfriend Dungeon and, and I looked up and this I've heard a little bit about this, but I want to hear more from someone that's played it. So, yeah, besides the weirdly for me, at least feeling easy gameplay, the amount I play is about like five ish hours. Um, okay. The mechanics seem pretty, like, simple but fun. That's the thing. I would describe this game as a nutshell as simple but fun, especially if you're very into uh, a dating sim style thing. It looks um, cool. Yeah, all the characters that I've come across and have talked with are very solid. There's definitely one or two I hate, but I think that's most dating sims, so, like, that lines up. But, like, it's they're great. They're very well written. It's very LGBT. 
LGBT positive and like inclusive. And that's the other thing with this is as a dating sim, theoretically, like every character is always very clear. It's like, hey, uh, you know, I'm down to date, but also I'm really good with just being good buddies. And it's really nice to have that reinforcement because it's like, hey, you know, we're thinking about people maybe who don't just want to date people. And that's, you know, I think it does a lot of things really well. And it's very okay. fun and just kind of wholesome. It's a very kind of wholesome, simple, just kind of relaxing game, basically. I, I nice. love games that are easy. Also on Game Pass. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's just, I do. I mean, I've said it on the show because, I mean, I make games easy. Like, when I played Castlevania Simpson Night last time, I got lucky, but I got to play the game in what's, what I call easy mode. The carcinogen dropped for me, Blake, on my first enemy that drops it in the in the second, in the inverted castle. Yeah. The game was over after that because you know what the carcinogen is? I think it's called the carcinogen. Uh, the carcinogen, yeah, that sword. Yeah. It's over. Like, you just tap a button and things just die, and that's it. And I play the game what I call it. That's I've beaten the game before, but that's very easy mode in my opinion. I always you, do the glitch that lets you keep your starting equipment, like to where death doesn't take it. Oh, and, where you zip past it, just, it. Yeah, it just makes it makes the rest of the game like I never know a, a much more relaxing experience. Oh, and I did read a comic that I want to talk about that I, I was on another podcast sometime last month called Some of My Friends Read Comics. But we, I read a comic I didn't even know existed, which I did not need to read. But there's a Super Metroid comic, by the way, from Nintendo Power. Oh. Does it just read through the story of the game, or is you would it like think so? But no, it's it's her and some guy named I think Dallas or something or no Austin Houston something like some Texas city <laughs> name <laughs> and San Antonio is the guy's name. And it was it was okay. It's not very good, but it was fine. But no, it didn't follow the game really. It followed like a different story. It was really strange. Like I I, I it doesn't. It's even hard to find online. It isn't online the normal places I would go. I had to find it on Imgur where somebody had posted had posted, you know, a scan of it. But yeah, there's a okay. Super Metroid comic that is a whole different story that isn't even the game, and the game itself is like a let's this say sounds like, vaguely familiar. Like I issue? feel like I've probably I read a lot of a lot of Nintendo Power when I was younger. So I, I feel like I've seen this before, even if I didn't have it's no in four real parts. memories of it. Uh, I think I found the Imgur. I'll post it in chat in case you guys are curious. I'm good, but it's, yeah, it's, no, it's, just, it's it's worth a read. If you haven't read it before and you like Metroid, it's it's worth just checking out. So I've seen uh, the only other one that comes to mind, funnily enough, is there was a uh, panel, a comic series of the Mario, like the old Mario. It's like black <laughs> and white. And I've seen images of that. And I made me think of that. So I'm like, oh, it's nothing like that. This is beautiful. No. This is it, amazing. It's good art. Yeah, it's, it's legit. It, it kind of contradicts a little bit of stuff that goes on. And it has a little bit. Of, it has some humor. But most of it isn't even about like Super Metroid. Like a little bit is. But it like she gets injured. But yeah, it's only exists that I have found is some guy posted scans of it on Imgur. Like it's it's it was interesting though. I, I it's like I think four or five issues that are yeah. that are it's not very long, but it's worth reading. If you like Metroid. Yeah, that's pretty Check cool. It out. I didn't know one it existed. Favorite, one of my favorite RPPs. You mean Metrovania? <laughs> Shut up. I loved Metrovania title. Well except I I'm also God damn it. I, I like it. that style of game, but it has to be the RPG part for me. It can't just be the ex- exploration. If I don't have RPG elements mm-hmm. where I can grind because I get lost in those games, so I want my loss to count for something. If I'm not getting money something. and experience, and I don't like it as much. That's right. And Ender Lilies is, is fantastic about that. So that's because another reason I'd I recommend get, that. I get lost all the fucking time in games like that. I just do. I mean, it's... Oh, yeah. Some of them are... Like, Hollow Knight's are notorious for... Be- like, you, you have to use some of your... Um, you have relic slots, um, which are basically like accessories, and you can only equip so many. And you have to use some of those if you even, A, want a map or to know where you are on the map. And you have mm. to hand place ends on the map. It's, it's, it can be pretty brutal. There's, there's fast travel, but you have to, you know, it's pretty sparse, but you have to really travel 
also lost of the map. The way that I play those type of games is I print out a map at work and laminate it. <laughs> I've so, never heard okay. that. That's impressive commitment. Well, I work is, at I work at a printing really place. Is. So every time I play, anytime I play Metrovania game, I will go and find What's a map a, online. Never heard that term before. I will print out the map. I will laminate the map, and the map will sit on the table with me while I play through the game. Okay, uh, that's one way to do it. And I mean, yes, yeah, some people are like, oh, you're ruining it. Like, you know what? If I didn't do it, like, I, okay, I was playing Bloodstain. Curse of the Moon. Ooh, I love mm-hmm. that game. Amazing game. And it was okay. one of the games I was playing not for the show. And I got stuck and I fell off it and I regret it because I was having so much fun. But now it's been too long and I can't go back to it. Like, yeah, I, if I go back to it, I got to start over. Yeah. yeah. So now I'm just waiting until I just make myself play it on the show. So oh, I, that game is so good. I just, I, that's such a, like, it feels very, uh, just a hot take, maybe judgy to just be like, I know many people, and I've seen even articles talk about, like, it's very, it should just be much more accepted to be like, look stuff up and, like, do that sort of thing. Because, like, yeah, gaming is crazy. As an adult, it is so hard to get time to really go through. And especially, like, yeah. I'm sure every generation says this, but, like, nowadays, there's so many good games that I'm like, oh, I wish I could play that, wish I could play that. And you have to pick and choose, but, like, I think, you know, being able to get through some of those games faster by either A, setting to a lower difficulty, or B, you know, looking things up is totally valid. And I think it Absolutely. makes it so much, for some, more enjoyable. And for Enjoy others, games not. how you that's want. Fine. You know, that's exactly. how you want. Like, yeah. like, I'm very big on that. Hold yourself back from enjoying a game just because you feel like you need to. I yeah, went like, through a phase where I was trying to beat games legit, in quotations, and it made me, like, like example, Mega Man 2. I sat down and played Mega Man 2... Over and over and over mm. again at one point, trying to learn it and master them. I want to beat this game legit. And in the end, I got two wily stages and never finished it. It's like, fuck this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, just, like, why do that when you can just look stuff up? Well, I mean, I knew what to do. It just, I just was trying to pull it off without using save state. And oh, it was after okay. that that I realized yeah. what, and I did the same thing with Super Mario World. And I, and I got to a point and I'm like, why am I even bothering? Like, just play the game. I want to play it. Who cares if it's legit in quotations, as long as I have fun and beat it. I enjoyed it. I can talk about it. I moved on from it. And then, so that's become what I do. Like in this podcast, anyone listens enough. I, I play with almost everything with Safe. I will usually, if I can buy it, I will buy it on Steam or something to support mm-hmm. the developers, but I will still play in Safe States because that's just how I had to play, but I will always try to usually try to buy a game. That there, there are, in fairness, a few games out there that I would recommend. Like, like, um, has anyone here played the Outer Wilds? Yes. That's like, probably one of my top three games. games. Yeah. So good, definitely. right. And that's, that's a game where I would definitely recommend, like, don't look something up. Like, call me. Like, let me give you a hint or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, please don't look anything up just because it's so, oh, God. One, yeah, one like, of the I best, think that game best experiences like, in gaming. Tips are great, but, like, even trying to look up a tip, you would just get it, other spoilers because the anything, whole game is literally like, go at wherever exactly. you want. Yeah, you know, anything you could be told is going to be a spoiler in that game because, mm-hmm. uh, okay. like, there's no inventory. Like the only the only progression is your own knowledge. You can technically you could boot the game up and beat it in 20 minutes, but you can't do that because you just you have to learn. That's what I love so much about that game. Yeah, okay. but those games I would say are definitely far and few between. But that one is a perfect Absolutely. example of you know the rule and the counter of the rule, and it's amazing. Another game could not recommend it enough. Oh, absolutely. Okay, maybe one day. I mean, I just I'm going back and trying to beat a lot of retro games that have been on my list for fucking years. <laughs> Never got around. Yeah, same thing. That's why this podcast exists. That's that's Fire Emblem Three Houses for me. I bought that pretty soon after it came out. 
and I played through one story, and you have to play that game several times, like, get all the bits, and I just have never gone back, and I'm like, I finally sat down and going through again and been really enjoying the story. So that's been nice. I like, want to really play it so bad. I just don't, I'm at a point in my life, I just, I don't buy games full price. I have Games Pass, and I'll buy games on sale. But <laughs> so you basically Nintendo don't buy games, Nintendo games. <laughs> well, exactly, exactly. Job. They don't go on, like, you know, maybe a 5% sale if you're lucky. But, so. I mean, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I, I I can't buy games for full price for now, and and I int- was introduced to what Steam is, so I buy all my games on Steam now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I'm really pass. spoiled. Oh, crazy. And like I, I can't just... Nintendo. Like I love Nintendo games; they make amazing games. But I can't handle the six. Like I really want to. Like okay, I bought Breath of the Wild for sixty bucks for Wii U. I I had a terrible time, and I didn't want to go back to it. And I have a Switch, oh. so I'm like, okay, I will buy this for Switch when it's twenty dollars. Breath <laughs> of the Wild was on Wii U. Yes. What? Came out for Wii U and Switch same day. I did not know did, that. Yeah. yeah, it's a Wii U game shit. that they ported to Switch essentially. To, uh, wow. Yeah, but you know that Chica, Yeah, because the Sheka thing he carries that was supposed to be the Wii U gamepad. It was supposed to have more yeah, things. Yeah, like but the slate is a representation of the yeah the Wii U controller, which is yeah. it's so funny when you look at that. That's wild. I thought it was a Switch. Yeah, no, it yeah. was supposed to be. It's a Wii U game. It was supposed to be a Wii U game until they just incredible. Holy shit! But uh, yeah, no, it's not. Has I have issues with it, and that's. And so I want to go back and play it, but I can't because Nintendo won't put it in a way that I want to do it, so I don't experience it. And it's I stuff like super. that irritates me. Yeah, Mario Kart Eight makes me so mad. Do you guys remember? Do you guys remember off top of your heads when Mario Kart Mario Kart Eight originally came out? I know it's Wii U. Uh, is that <laughs> so you the take a guess? Okay. Give me a guess on a year. Twenty fourteen. Uh, that's what I was gonna say. So now I'll say twenty thirteen. Correct. Twenty fourteen. Eight. I wasn't looking it up by the way. Seven, just... Eight years ago. And I want to play that game so bad right now because I also have friends who've been playing. They're keen to try me play it. And the same thing, I'm like, oh, wait, that's on sale. That game has been out, essentially, minus some updates and extra content for eight years. And it's still $60. Still and yeah. I'm just so like, and I, I think the lowest I've seen it since I've been watching is like 50 It was like, oh, here's $10 off. And I'm like, Nintendo, no, no. So, a little funny story about that. Well, I lost my Switch uh, about a year ago, so I had to get a new one. I had to get Mario Kart because that's like my fiance loves playing Mario mm-hmm. Kart. She says her language just is frightening when we play. And she, it's terrible. <laughs> but she had to have it. So I I just bought a new Switch bundled with Mario Kart. And that's like the only the only concession I make to buying, you know, Nintendo games. But she wouldn't let me not have Mario Kart, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. That's funny, though. Yeah. It's not funny in the moment. It's frightening. <laughs> yeah. yeah yep. I know speaking that. of like buying <laughs> the last the last game I bought for 60 bucks was I bought Pokemon Snap for my wife. Okay. Mine I was Mass Effect. I dived the legendary edition. Like mm-hmm. I just I, I love Mass Effect. That's what I'm playing right now, actually. Someday. We were we were gonna do it for November, but that didn't I didn't want to play it again. We just played oh, Mass Effect yeah. one last year on the show, and it was one of my worst recording episodes because my microphone did not record right. So <laughs> oh. It recorded the webcam, and not the microphone I had hooked up that I was talking into it. I didn't realize it until after I was editing in post. This audio is significantly worse than more. Oh, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, and oh, no, but oh. they didn't. My co-host, <laughs> Mike, was having issues at the time where he couldn't get on because of just he was having internet issues. So the other guy's like, oh, I just thought you were just loud for some reason. I'm like, why didn't you tell me? <laughs> so we recorded a three three hour podcast that I can't stand. So I have not wanted to go back yet. Oh, uh, I'm methodically so I played one and then I played one on insanity and then I played two and now I'm playing through two on insanity so I'm just sweeping through like that and that'll 
probably be the last time I ever play Mass Effect. And one last thing I want to say about Nintendo games is my issue with them is that one, they don't lower price, and two, they don't like the re-release stuff in general. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I'm a big fan of emulation for games that cannot be refound. Like Eternal Darkness, yep. for example, you yeah. shouldn't have to go online and pay somebody on eBay a hundred, two hundred dollars for that game. And it's a great game. Like those are stuff where I'm like, yeah, don't if if the and that's never getting re-released. I never right. Nintendo owns it. They're never gonna bring that back. They're done with that. Well, and for a while there was a really strong push from you know mostly Sony and Xbox where they're like, hey, we're gonna really start going back into our old library and like bringing some stuff forward. And they did a pretty well for Xbox 360, and I think Xbox One still has some for Xbox 360, but yeah. it never really went further than that. I think there's like it, 30 Xbox games that you can play, and it's like that library is massive. It's and like there's a no-brainer too, you know, yeah. like. Like, I don't know. It's, it just ended up not just, being worth it, I think. Yeah, and in the, no. today, I think so many people who are playing just don't care. They like, we'd rather it's just. True, I know. mean, there's just so many good games out there, and just who mm-hmm. has the time to play them all? Exactly. Okay. So, yeah, that's just a, you know, it's a sad thing because, you know, there's just more and more stuff that's getting, media that's getting lost of time, and so many companies, especially Nintendo, are just like, hey, you know, we won't do anything yeah. about it. Okay. And then oh. Fans like, can yeah. I do something about it? And they're like, eh, we're in a suit. It's like, <laughs> no. all right, well, I tried. DMCA. Uh, Jack, do you have any other games or movies you want to mention before we go on to our last topic? No, like I said, I went through that list. I will say I think Halo Infinite's really fun, but it also kind of reminds me of the other Halos, which, again, is that weird issue of, like, I don't think people liked Halo 4 or Halo 5, but but Halo Infinite reminds me of those ones, and so I'm I'm a little confused on a disconnect, but I like it. Splitgate's really rad. I'll say that. I've been Splitgate has been an, is also an open beta. It's another multiplayer game, but it's very fun. And it's it makes me feel more almost like a Halo game with Portal than other Halo games. So I think that's I mean, that's basically it. You know, I think I'm content. I don't know if anyone else wants to talk about any other games. Like anything you want to mention still we haven't gotten to one, yet? One more game. And this is a game sure. I beat I beat the drum of this game like everywhere I can go. And Jack, you may have interested you may have played it. It's a game called Paradise Killer. I don't know if anyone it's very kind of obscure. It's on Switch. Never maybe some it. other. So amazingly ridiculous good it's that it's it's it fits into that outer wilds niche of like don't Mm. don't look anything up because so it's a murder mystery set it's so crazy but it's so good so it's like a uh, it's a murder mystery set on an a pocket dimension island where like the last of this god worshiping cult has disappeared and are trying to resurrect their dead gods all right that's the setup what is this called Uh, (laughs) it's called paradise killer uh, okay, I'm going to look so this up while you're talking. On this, on this locked island dimension with only a few people left, someone gets murdered. So they bring you, uh, an investigator called Lady Love Dies, down from exile to solve this locked island mystery. And it's so incredible. So from the start, you can begin the trial if you want with no evidence and accuse whoever you want. Or you can, of course, play for, I probably put 60 hours into it. What I love about wow. it, though, is at no point does the game tell you the right answer. Even <laughs> I mean, after you've beat it, you basically, you gather the evidence, you go to trial, and it's just a standout sequence of this trial where you present your evidence and pick who you want to accuse based on what you found. And at the end, you know, if you make a compelling case, they lock or execute these people and the game, you know, roll credits. It's at no point is like, you know, congratulations, you've won. You just kind of live with your choice and, and hope you made the right call based on the evidence you found. Okay. But, oh, it's so good. So, the, so good. The aesthetics, for one, are amazing. There's this very uh, vibrant amazing. colors. The character it's, design is crazy. It's um, so fucking out there. The, the soundtrack yeah. is amazing. Like, I'd still hum it in my head and have it on my Spotify. Uh, 
it's just yeah very very like synth wave you know uh, vapor wave i think they they call the mm-hmm. particular aesthetic i just i can't recommend it enough. hardly anyone knows about it uh, i don't know anyone else who's played it honestly but i just i was so absorbed by this game and just i, I feel like i got it right which was which was a, a good feeling you know but man, I just, uh, it's an obscure title. I wanted to make sure I called out, if nothing else. Okay. Uh, I think the thing that, that would sell yes. me on it, and I think oh, hopefully will sell others, there is a character who is just named Dr. Doom Jazz. And Dr. that's Doom Jazz. Dr. Doom Jazz. <laughs> the doctor that's... on the island with robot arms. <laughs> that's... Oh, the guy oh, is so great. fucking out there. There's a girl named uh, Crimson, uh, something Crimson Blood or something like that. She is a a former model turned uh, commando who had who asked the gods to replace her head with a goat head, uh, and they granted her that wish. But why? Why? It's, <laughs> you gotta play the game. You can't tell. It's you. An, yeah, it's another game. I can't really tell you much without spoiling it because anything you could be told is a spoiler. There's, I mean, it, the the only currency in the game is basically knowledge. And what you, what you personally find, you know. Okay. Um, you won't like but, the way when I play it, though. I can tell you that much if I talk about it. So. Well, that's, well, that's you know, yeah, it's the, you can enjoy it however you want. Tell you if you're right. So even if you were to look it up, and you're, you're only gonna get like, I have a very strong belief it's this character for this reason. Even that's like, hey, well, you know. Yeah, it just it just wouldn't be the the satisfaction of the game, much like Jack knows from Outer Wilds, is the discovery. So looking it up, I mean, you can technically do that and finish it. But it's just one of those rare games where, like, the journey truly is more than than the end point. Like, just the discovery is is enough to propel you forward. Um, Crimson I, Acid, by the way. Crimson Acid, that's right. Uh, the names, are, L- L- Love Dies, uh, Lydia, Daybreak, like, just... Grand uh, the names, Mark 14, it's like, that's... Yeah, it's so great. But it's okay. one of the few games, uh, again, I, I, I've been pretty open, like, enjoy games how you want, but... The, those two titles specifically, I just cannot recommend enough. Just go in blind, and if you feel like you need to look something up, do it. But I can almost guarantee that you'll just be propelled by your sense of curiosity and discovery strictly alone. Because you just find something, it's like, oh shit, okay. And then soon you're starting to put together these threads of like, oh, you know, like, oh fuck, this connects to this. And and before you do it, you're doing your own investigative work, and that's the crux of the game. So to like rob yourself of that is just. It really doing yourself a disservice, I think, before you give it a fair shot. And if you get stuck, you know, then then look up some tips and stuff. But that's that's my recommendation. This is also a note. It is also on Steam. I'm it's no, I, on the I, wish list. Yeah, I'll definitely. And it was like up. 15 bucks, I think, when I picked. It. I don't remember if I got it on sale or not, but it's not an expensive game. It's 20 bucks uh, right now. So so not fucking on sale. so good. Okay, I'll have to take a look at it sometime. You, it's you, out there, man. You got my interest. Yeah. Oh, and this is not a game I played recently, but there's a free game on Steam you should try. It's like it'll only take you a couple hours called Summerland. Summerland, okay. I got to interview the developer of that game a while ago, but when since you're bringing up what you like, try it out. It's free. It's on Steam. Mm-hmm. Anyone listening, it only takes a couple hours to beat. It's a, I mean, it was made by one guy at home in college, so <laughs> it's not like, but it, it's fun. I liked it. I played it. I reviewed it. So definitely, if you're listening to this and you like that type of stuff, check it out. Nice, cool. So I would highly recommend that. He's also a really cool guy, but that doesn't matter. But the game's fun. <laughs> I like so. supporting really cool guys, so that works out. It's free, so you're not. But he still he'll, he'll he's happy oh. to know you played it. I'm sure. There you go. Nice. I just download it. There you go. I, mean, I already looked it up, and I looked through it for like a minute, and I'm like, yeah, I'll download this. It's, it's cool. Neat. It's definitely worth the price of a mission of you know free, free. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So if you're listening, Connor, I'm still plugging your game. Nice. Oh. <laughs> 
that steam page his steam page for it is really wholesome because literally in the description there's hi this is connor and it's like man you don't get that meant often that's that's mm-hmm. wholesome. <laughs> super nice guy super cool. friendly like we we talked a while ago and it was a super cool guy all right and i want to bring it to our last topic so i so in so blake you you saw the new suicide squad movie right correct okay did you watch did you go to theaters did you watch an hbo map yeah, I watched it in theaters. First, the first movie I've seen in theaters since I think Endgame, so it had been a while. Oh, it had been a while. Yeah, so I was excited, you know. So I, in preparation, I decided to watch the first Suicide Squad movie again since it's on cool. HBO Max. My <laughs> God, that movie is shit. So bad. Oh, oh God, I was just like, I had, so I, I watched it before I saw it in theaters when it came out in 2016. I remember, okay, this is this is cool. Like I liked it, and I hadn't seen it since. So I went and rewatched it. I'm like, this, I this movie is awful. It's so bad. One. Margaret Robbie's good in it, though, right? That's isn't that yes. what I'm hearing? Everyone's like, "Oh, yeah, she's great." Everything else is terrible. she's good in it. Yeah, she's hard. I mean, she she has her Harley performance down. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I guess your mileage may vary if you like her in Harley. I do, but she's she, she's a high point of the movie. I think, regardless of how you feel about her, for sure. And then, because so, I wanted to get ready for the second movie, and when I started watching the second movie, I, it didn't take me long to realize that like Idris Elba's character, Bloodshot, is essentially just Will Smith's character from the first movie. More or less. <laughs> I mean, it has a you know he has a daughter that he's trying to look out for, and that's why he joins. He's a shoot everybody you know proficient with all weapons. On you know he's very much the same character, which I thought was Blood, funny they did that. Blood sport, right? Yes. Yeah. So he oh, was. It was running. supposed to be. He was supposed to take the role of Deadshot, and then at the last or at some point they swapped it because they wanted you know if Will Smith wanted to come back, they wanted to keep that open. So they just basically reinserted him as Bloodsport. So with that, oh, such, so it was it was Will Smith's choice to back out. Well, so I I assume, I assume so because they they're keeping the door open for him to come back. I I know that part, so well, I I, I don't know if okay. it was his choice or not. But they they do want to leave that window cracked, so that's why he, they because he, he was originally going to be just Deadshot. Okay, because it feels like a movie where it's not really a, it's not a, in my opinion it's not a sequel to the first one. It's a more of a let's try again. Yeah. Oh <laughs> oh god yes because like there is comments like Kinda. Harley Quinn has a jacket that says something about clown killer or clown gone or something like X clown or something like that. But there are no references to the previous movie, really. Yeah. Like, so it, it kind of tactically acknowledges exists by the fact that these characters obviously know each other and have a history, but yeah, it's, it's, it's not overly concerned with tying itself to the original fucking not disaster either. Hell, the care- <laughs> okay. There will be spoilers for suicide squad. Are you okay with that, Jack? Oh, yeah, that's fine. Okay, so anyone listening, you've been warned. We're going to spoil Sister God. I know it's only come out a little bit ago, so I want to warn you. This is the 2021, so you've been warned. So I want to talk about some of that. We're not going to go deep, but I do want to talk a little bit about it. But, so like, it, but if I may, real quick, before you say that, the one thing about the movie is the trailer basically spoils it. You can put together the plot of the movie by basically watching the trailer. So it's not, I don't think agreed. even anyone is, yeah, it, it really doesn't I mean, in the trailer, back, so. they, sh- they show you the big twist of a giant starfish. Right. right, yeah. So it, it, you can't really. There's only a certain level you can spoil this movie anyway. Well, if you've seen the trailer, one of the things that made me feel like I really fuck you to the first movie. So Captain Boomerang was one of the characters that survived <laughs> in the first movie. He dies in the first ten minutes of this film. Yeah, that was that was great. That's a, that was and a great I'm like, choice. wow, that is just a fuck you to the first film. Like he's fine, but I just I was like, wow, okay. Yeah, that was that was clever. I thought I was a little sad because I liked him. And I like Captain he, Yeah, he, he was the highlight of the first movie. I think that's why they did it. Like, it, look, even the good parts of this movie were <laughs> they gotta take, go. taken off the board. Yeah. And it was, I mean, hell, they killed Rick Flagg, too. Like, they get everyone from the first movie. Yeah, that was tough. You know, like, yeah, like, I forget that first movie. It didn't, it didn't happen. 
pretty much. And that's, I mean, that's probably the best call, right? I mean, like just to acknowledge, yeah, this, it was a fucking nightmare. Let's just move on. It's a great film. Like it, it's funny. It's intense. It's it's intense. It's wild. How good that cast is. Yeah. Yeah. I I liked, I wouldn't say I'm as high on it as maybe some other people, but it was not a bad film by any means. I, I I enjoyed myself at it. I did too. I I laughed a lot. I I liked the way they did everything. I laughed I, my ass off when Marco, when Harley Quinn, sh- you know, she has sex with the guy, and then he's like, "I kill kid," and she shoots him, and she's just talking to him while he's dying. I, yeah. like, I think I would definitely just watch the second one. I mean, just the fact that they have knuckles in it is wild. You know, knuckles, <laughs> right? I can't believe they got that pull. You know, that yeah, someone pulled some strings there to make that happen. <laughs> God, yeah, it's, Elba is so good. I mean, I don't know anything about that character at all, Bloodsport, but he did a great job in it. And he did. like he's, Polka he's Dot Man was a character that actually is now cool for the first time in his history. Yeah, he was so, great. Uh, I mean, that's not something you expected either. Perhaps ironically, I thought the weakest part of the movie was John Cena. I just didn't care for his. I mean, there was some funny bits. He made me laugh, but as a whole, I just th- I thought he was the least interesting character, and he's the I one think, who gets his own. Spin-off. I think that that sounds intentional, honestly. Like how much they put him forward and how loud his character is. I feel like that almost could be like. He's not meant to be your favorite. He's meant to be here and do okay, and that's it. But like yeah, the other, he gets, he gets his own spinoff. Is the thing that's that's what. Oh no! Yeah, yeah but that's Maker show coming. I think that's because of John Cena himself. Is Absolutely, one hundred percent. Absolutely, he's it a is. big actor. Oh, he's in Psych too, by the way. Oh, nice. <laughs> he's in a random episode of Psych I was watching one day. I'm like John Cena. Fun fact he didn't ask for. Nice. <laughs> also, Ernie yeah, Hudson's yeah. in an episode of Psych too. I'm watching a lot of Psych. Yeah. <laughs> It happens. <laughs> but no, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. Like, I'm not ex- like I actually didn't stay for the credits scene in this movie because okay. I had to go. I had to go piss. So I'm like, oh, I got to go. Bye. Oh, and I YouTubed it later. That's fair. To see that John Cena survives. He but, does. Yeah. He, yeah. He supposedly but, dies in the movies. But I, I knew he had a spinoff coming in. So it just, I thought it was, it was a prequel. A what is it? I thought it was going to be a prequel show, though. After uh, I still, it, it may be. That may be true. I, I just knew he had a spinoff show, and I just assumed, I guess, that it would be set after, but it may not be. From the sound of it, that scene was a later ad addition. Interesting. It wasn't. Okay, well, like, that the would, that show sense. wasn't supposed to exist. It was during filming they really liked him and wanted to do more with him, from what I understand. So the post credit scene, I don't know if you've watched it since, but it really, it really seems to set – it's clearly set after the movie, and it seems to set up the show – now that they could go a different direction, obviously, but that's definitely I got strong. Like we're setting up the spinoff with this particular scene vibes. That's what I'm oh, think it's going to be too, and that's what it seems people on the internet assume too. Which is going to be interesting because, of course, like Idris Elba's character murders him, so you would assume you know that that's something that we'll need to play into if it's a sequel. Like he's not just going to uh, let that fly. I, I, I think, think that will be a movie if we get a movie down the road. Yeah, yeah, that that probably makes the most sense. So obviously, Marvel has Disney money behind them, and that's a pretty large factor. But do you think? I feel like, for, as someone who hasn't watched all these movies, been from the outside looking in, it sounds like you know a lot of early DCs pretty hit or miss. There was some good stuff, a lot of not great stuff. Suicide Squad, the original included. Do you think yeah. this movie kind of represents like maybe a new era that you know they're finally starting to get some footing? Like uh, Shazam, I heard that's Aquaman. really good. Aquaman, uh-huh. Shazam, yeah. Birds of Prey, everything after Justice League, besides Wonder Woman 1984, is them really like doing different. Well, you wonder Woman's doing something different, but just not good. But that's they they went away after Justice League failed. They really went a different route. 
Yeah, I think they're trending the right direction for sure. It's safe to say. I agree. And they have Suicide Squad's some... probably the best DC movie, like non-animated movie. I, I think it might be safe yeah, to say. Maybe. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, I, in terms of like their new DC, no, I know what you like, mean. I love Aquaman. Right. Not like um or like Dark Knight. Obviously, I don't think Suicide Squad was a better film objectively than that. That's, for instance, but that's not really a superhero film. It, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's not. This that's, is a different, a different thing. Yeah, that's that's a hard comparison because that that movie is just a movie movie with Batman in it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I think I'm also excited, you know, as someone who's more of a person who plays games to see, like, the Suicide Squad kill the Justice League. At least the trailers have been really good, and it seems like they have a really good kind of similar tone. And I That's also Rocksteady, really like the, right? I yes. think so, yeah. And I like the yes, no, in Rocksteady, I trust, so. Yeah, That's... so I'm kind of excited to see as this, you know, as the DC movies keep coming out, some of their other projects and how they do it. Because it's kind of been interesting, again, to watch the Marvel side of that. And see how they've kind of, I would argue, fumbled it a few times since, you know, they've been releasing stuff in this recent era. But it seems like DC kind of has some interesting stuff coming up that I'm really excited to check out. I disagree well, with that, but I can understand it. <laughs> so is, I mean, is is the Batman games the best, like, comic book games ever made? Because I think I would argue yes, probably. Well, if there's a certain podcast that has a show called Top 10 Superhero Games, you go listen to an episode and see what we thought. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember what. No, it's up there. Batman, the Arkham game, Spider-Man, um, Insomniac is up Spider-Man. there. Oh, yeah. Super- Spider-Man. Yeah, Spider-Man. yeah that's, that is true. I don't remember what else we said because it's been a while. But yeah, there, there's a there's a few that are really up there high. Nice plug, by the way. Uh, I mean, it just is. I have to. From the, uh, no, no, it's not bad. It's just, it's, it's very, you know, it's a very, I want to say hard thing to, but you know, to really get it in, make it nice and neat, and keep going. Um, and I think that was good. I was just made, uh, yeah, the like injustice is another interesting one that's not like it has some really fun story, but it's not delivered in a format similar at all to Spider-Man or Batman. And that one comes to mind. Right. Also, yeah. Underrated game that is better than it has any right to be is the Flash game for Game Boy Advance. Not even familiar God. with it. Flash. It's, it's a beat 'em up. But you actually get to feel like the Flash. Oh man, this oh that looks wild. I, it's, it's, I saw, it's good. I beat it on a cell phone. Not the way to play it, but it's a fun little game. It'll last you three hours or so. You'll be done with it. You'll move on. But it Game Boy Advance had some bangers, like a, mm-hmm. a really underrated little little handheld. Oh yeah, I I should look some of those up because man, every time like I'll look through the Game Boy Advance emulator and someone who never played Game Boy Advance, I'll just try to pick something random. Oh boy, they're all or there's always just ones that look so bad. I'm like, I have to know what this is. And like honestly, this one, looking at just like the box art, I would have thought this would be bad. So it's pretty right. interesting to hear that it was it's really not good. Bad. And it looks it's pretty fun, honestly, looking at the clips and like little video. A little beat 'em up, you'll play it, you'll beat it in a couple hours or in one day, and you'll have fun and you'll be happy you tried it. Nice. Highly awesome. recommend. Take it take the time out and try it out. Just a whole lot of very a very varied list of recommendations in this episode. I feel like if anyone did all these, it'd be like, you just have a whole thing coming just up. You're really coming covering everywhere. the bases here, yeah. <laughs> I try. I try to find ways to plug everything too, so that, that plays a part in it too. Yeah, it's true. It's good to remember all that because, like, I I don't think anyone else in my lifetime is ever going to be like, you ever try that Game Boy Advance Justice Flash game? No, <laughs> I, it's actually an overbloody who brought it up. I think it was his name was Christian who mentioned it, and I was like, what the hell is this? And I, I tried it, and I'm like, oh, oh, and then, yeah, now I now I sell it just like he did, so. I just miss the golden era of licensed games in general, you know? That just seems Same. like that, that's kind of past, passes by. Yeah, because it just doesn't make sense anymore for people. It's yeah. so expensive. Games are, are so much more expensive now. 
or making and you you don't get the values of having license if it's your as if it's your own ip do you remember do you guys remember like they one thing i miss like just in general but like licensed games maybe even more so is like when super nintendo and genesis would have different versions of the same game <laughs> oh yeah it's just something you'll you'll never see again i don't think i mean yeah like another you one do a little mine. bit but not much I right, yeah. I, I think kind of like an in-between period of that was um a lot of the Call of Duty mobile games are not mobile, you know, uh, yeah, handheld games. I watched a video about that recently, and it was wild to see like it's like we're kind of similar, but we're also not, and it's well, yeah, so it's, fascinating to see like that in between of like yeah, and it's like that's just it's just so silly. Like I mean, you just think about Call of Duty, any of them in the last like five years, and it's like yeah, let's do a mobile version. Like no one would, no one would mobile or handheld, no one would be like yeah, that's that's gonna do well. I'm going to pump money into that. It's just, yeah, it's definitely not a thing. And in some ways it makes me definitely sad. Mm-hmm. For sure. <laughs> you know, um, with Suicide Squad, it was just, it was a really good film. Like I, I was surprised how much I enjoyed it and how much I enjoyed being in the theater again, even though I, I've been in the theater now twice. I saw Black Widow. I, I have to see every comic movie, so I'll be in theaters for all those. But it's, I was really surprised Suicide Squad. And I never would have thought in a million years we get Starro on freaking big screen. So yeah, to that. It, was, it was something. Yeah, I mean, some yeah, maybe it 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 makes me excited to see where things are gonna go eventually with the DC. Like, I want to see them do more movies, and I like to see them eventually do Justice League again, but do it right. Except Zack Snyder's Justice League, the four hour cut, is actually a good film. I haven't seen it, but that's why. I mean, it's gonna be important for DC. Like, they they need to get get and keep these talented directors. You know, if, like, as mm-hmm. long as you can have James Gunn making your movies, then they're probably gonna be good. But you know. I also think we would have never gotten Suicide Squad if he wouldn't have gotten fired from Disney for that little bit over a stupid tweet that was from a yeah. long time. I mean, yeah. the tweets are bad. I'm not. I don't want to defend and say the tweets. No, bad. The, the, the re- my issue with it wasn't that Disney was aware of the things he he said and did. You know, those over ten years ago, and it was only because trolls went and brought it up to the president. We're like, oh, okay, we gotta we gotta fire him now, and they were just. They were trolled by trolls, and then it was a big joke. Oh, we can make Disney fire people! <laughs> like, it, yeah, it, it was. It, it, it was all done in bad faith from the, from the get go. Yeah, it wasn't I, like he I said something offensive recently, and then people were like, "Okay, how dare you say this?" Like, you know, like the situation yeah. like Gina Carlito, where she said things yep, she exactly. shouldn't have said. You, whether or not you agree with it, I don't. But don't get political when you work for a giant. Like even me, no, it, it was a bonehead move. Like, yeah, well, yeah I. It's just stupid. Like even then, I'm careful some of the things I say, and you know, like I, I'm, you know, I'm a, like I'm nobody. There's no, I'm, I'm a nobody. You know, I'm not a big superstar or anything. But even when it comes to something like this, I'm careful not to say you know real <laughs> bad things. Like I don't one, I don't think that way. But two, I'm not gonna put that stuff out there where people go, oh, look what this guy said. Mm-hmm. Even on Facebook, I'm careful when I say certain things. Like it's just when you're that famous, you have to be smarter than that. Oh yeah, and that's the problem. Is a lot of times it is so old. It was you know whatever it was ten years ago, and even then he was that actor was still pretty famous, but the targeted attack was just like, that was what it was initially. And there were people afterwards who, you know, heard about it and then had their genuine strong opinions. And those are still valid, but the initial, yeah, like, Oh, we're going to do this and bring this to light and make it huge was not, I doubt there were many people in that, like part of that movement who were like, yeah, I'm really bothered by this. And also the thing about it that that got that started was he, he had put, he had tweeted political thoughts, which were against Trump. And then right after that happened, that's when all the old tweets got, dug up so yeah say what you Correct. will on that but yeah that's it was all done in bad faith it was Ooh. not a legitimate it uh, was done to hurt him for saying things against a president so and people who followed that that guy had to go and like it's not yeah and disney should have never fell for it 
but that's oh they were i'm trying to find i can't find out when the tweets were from but i'm pretty sure it was 10 years before the time it happened or something they were old about that long yeah for my 2009 yeah like uh, you know people all grow i know i in 2009 again i was in high school but i was a terrible person and that's the beauty of life is you get older and you get better and you learn about yourself and you learn about the world and you know and he deleted all all these tweets too i mean this this all came out in 2018 and it's just like I mean, I have said stupid shit too, and I, uh, but I am not the same person that I was in 2009. Yeah, like, yeah, there was no part of the whole event that I feel like he fumbled anything. Like he no. never was like, oh well, you know, there may have been some good points back then, but I'm not. He never even said anything like that. That like I think made it worth what happened. But as you said, you know, as unfortunate as it was, and we never would have saw it coming. We did get a good out of it. Got this cool movie. Yeah, and we're getting Guardians three again. Yeah, that was nice. I was happy that the crew was really behind him on that. That was nice to see that they were like, hey, no, 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 no. And and I'm all for shitty people getting fired from stuff like that. I have no, but when it's something like that old, especially something that the company that hired you was aware of, you can't go and fire somebody for something that happened 10 years ago when you were aware of this when you hired them. Like, I'm, you know, you know, the background check that Disney must do for something of this nature. Like they were well aware of what things that were said in 2009. Yeah, no I way. mean, we can hold people accountable while also not falling for basically, you know, right-wing targeted bad yeah. faith attacks. And I just, I think it's funny when you Google it, that's the first thing that comes up is why that happened. And I, I'm like, uh-huh. It's not just like it was, you know, we don't, you know, we're going to, it was because he said stuff and people, crazy. Sure. Yeah, it's all, that's fair, I think. I would say more, but I don't want to get too political on the show. <laughs> I try not to. <laughs> that's, oh, really that's my mind right. found. <laughs> I try not. I just try not to go <laughs> But all right, I think that's all that I that I need to say. Any last things you guys want to say before we go to pl- before I wrap this up? Jack, no, I'm pretty content myself over here. Oh, yeah, right. I got to plug my favorite games. I think I'm I'm good. Yeah. Got to throw out Game Pass, you know, like again, right. not for everybody, but God, it's really hard to argue against that. Oh, it's, it sounds wonderful. That's if fair. I played new games or if I played games that weren't on a podcast all the time, I would check out Game Pass. Exactly. I had a friend who tried it for a while, and he's like, these games just aren't my thing, and it's just, I'm not using it that much. I'm like, that's totally valid. But then he was also like, but it's a really good value if you use it. I'm like, exactly. You know, like, mm-hmm. I think it... It uh, effectively banished my PlayStation. I mean... <laughs> and I'm a, I'm a PS guy, you know? It's just, but it's a good deal. It really is. Okay. All right, so if you enjoyed this episode, we do one What Are You Playing every month. Go check those out. And we do... We do comics, we do games, we do movies, we do lots of episodes, so definitely go check out all our huge catalog. You're bound to find something that you like, I'm sure. And we covered some of the stuff we talked about today is on the show, so if we go check that out, I've been constantly plugging. And also want to give a shout-out to our awesome buddy, uh, Bill Tucker, who is my co-host with the MCU movies that we are almost done with at the time you're hearing this. Almost finished. Hello. And you, he started his own podcast, The Gamer Looks at 40. So definitely go check him out, give him a listen. It's a much different show than this. It's much more edited you know more better and he 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 does interviews and he does a very he does a very good quality show i throw things against the wall and see what sticks much of definitely check him out and i want to give a shout out to our awesome intro and outro courtesy of Bobby, aka mice tony from cp buddy the bullet song the cool kid squad you will see a link in the show notes to his youtube channel definitely go check him out and if you enjoy games on my you can check out our patreon we do a we do a monthly poll you can definitely help us out with that and vote only for little dollar you help support the show you get to vote in our poll and right now we have a tie with what's going on for our two anime pilot tests, what we're going to first cover. So go check that out. And for a little dollar, you can go vote. I should have put that at the top of the episode, but I forgot to. So definitely go check that out. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. And that's all I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.
Thanks for having us. Yep. It was great. Thanks, guys.